the hell are you? A remnant of a time long past. There has been an awakening. It's the Riley and Kimmy Show. Have you felt it? And we are bouncing on episode 385. I am Patrick Riley. Right next to me is the person who is the queen of bouncing. Kimmy, I got one name. Yes, Kimmy is next to me. Hello, Kimmy. How are you? I'm doing great. Are you all rested and ready to go for episode yes. 385? Oh, that's good. You have to be because we have a jam-packed episode, Kimmy. It's a throwback thursday episode if you're listening to this episode the day it has been uploaded and on this episode as a throwback thursday episode we have a tribute to an icon a king of comedy kimmy yes also upcoming pop culture collectible cosplay show that we have been invited to we'll also talk about a dying celebrity all before the conclusion of episode 385 Mm. so we got a lot of things i'm glad you're rested and ready to go now one of the things that happened before episode 385 was started to even be recorded is well i happened to get a dancing groot Cool. Yes, I hope you have a chance to go right to our website at RileyandKimmy.com and check out the dancing Groot that Kimmy actually surprised me with. I did not realize you had ordered this dancing Groot. Now, this is not the pop vinyl I'm talking about. You actually found the, well, it's like almost like something was in the movie, the dancing Groot, and it actually has the uh, song that Groot was dancing to. Mm -hmm. It is way cool. And we have that right on the website at RileyandKimmy.com. Now, speaking of Dancing Groot, there's also one that's being marketed by Pop Vinyl. And it does say Dancing Groot, yet it's not a... It's not a dancing, dancing Groot. But it is the Dancing Groot Pop Vinyl, but it doesn't dance unless you move it around in the box or if you take it out of the box. Mm -hmm. Then I suppose it does dance. You can... Yeah. You can pretend and physically move it with your hand and dance like you know or like spin you, around and around and around and get dizzy with it and then you'll really be dancing yeah or he, he'll look like he's dancing mm-hmm. he'll go wow ooh. <laughs> so we have that it's it's a really cool thing and i picked that up at uh, a friend to the riley and kimmy show and well actually a whole haunt of friends for the riley and kimmy show that is Smash Comics and Games, located in Sanford at the Seminole Town Shopping Center. And while I was there, I realized I found something that I was looking for, Kimmy. Yes. What was that? Well, I found something. While I picked up the Pop Vinyl Groot, I found something I was looking for. They call him Howard the Yes, I found Howard the Duck, the pop vinyl. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Howard the Duck is now in the collectible room, and I am one happy person with a duck. Mm-hmm. Yes, I have my duck. I am happy. I, I, I really am. 
you know, that's about the only thing I like for, of Howard the Duck besides the comic book from way back when and the song. Okay. I, know, I know you hate that song. I, I know you do. No, it's kind of catchy. Well, well, I'm glad you said that because you know what? That means we're going to watch Howard the Duck the movie. I'm kidding. I wouldn't do that to you. Okay. Although I think you should sample that because then if you ever judge movies as being bad, mm-hmm. you, you got something to judge. You okay. Know? That might be one of them like right there at the bottom. I mean, the I, that is like bad at bad, mm. probably. I mean, that's bad. I mean, especially when you take a look at who did the film. And do you know who was actually uh, like the big bankroll, the producer and everything of that film? Spielberg? No. Uh, the other biggie. Lucas? That's right. <laughs> Yeah, that's that was a George Lucas masterpiece. Mm. And uh, using the word masterpiece, I'm being very, very kind. We do what we need to do, and then we get to live. I know we'll be okay. Because this is how we survive. It's not over. This isn't the end. Don't you want one more day with a chance? Any clue what TV show that just happens to be from, Kimmy? Mm, I'm betting that's Walking Dead. That's right. Now, that is the Walking Dead trailer promoting the upcoming return, you know, after its little uh, hiatus. Mm -hmm. Now, the Walking Dead returns on February 8th, and after the devastating events of the mid-season finale, Variety reports they're holding on to hope. Maybe harder than ever for the embattled survivors. In a new trailer for the show's February debut, which we do have on our website, you can watch it over and over again at RileyandKimmy.com. It looks like Rick, Andrew Lincoln, is firmly focused on surviving, but does everyone else share his resilience? Now, in a recent interview with Variety, showrunner Scott Gimple teased, things are gonna get super hard. Uh, That's his words. Mm-hmm. That's in the remaining eight installments. Every eight episodes, it's a new show. And these eight episodes coming up are very much aligned with that. Maybe the starkest example of that so far. We begin in a very dark place and our group is broken by what's happened. And then things change. But who are they by the time things change? That's the question. Have they been so hardened that they won't be able to recognize opportunities in front of them? Hmm. Hmm. Makes you want to see it, doesn't it? The Walking Dead returns Sunday, February 8th at 9 p.m. on AMC. And you know what? That is so cool because you can kind of maybe get like a an advance to that in a little bit. You know, you get your Walking Dead fix. In the real world, just before the premiere, because uh-huh. The Walking Dead returns on Sunday, February 8th at 9 p.m. Uh-huh. on AMC, that's Eastern Time, mm-hmm. Well, we have some Walking Dead that's happening a little bit before that, don't we, Kimmy? Yes, and uh, you, you can it, meet. You have the information about what is going on, where you can meet a Walking Dead member. You can meet Lou Temple. Oh, wow. From The Walking Dead in Jacksonville, Florida at Retorama Pop Culture Collectible Show at the Ramada Conference Center on Hartley Road. And a lot of fun and activities are going on at this pop culture collectible show. You know, if you're into maybe lunchboxes, toys, uh, Star Wars, Star Trek, G.I. Joe, uh, 
you know, I have a feeling it will be even me goes there. Mm-hmm. Um, the list just goes on and on. I spent, I spent some, I when is there not good time? Well, I spent a lot of time on their website, uh, going over all the vendors that they have. And what the vendors specialize in. That's one of the nice things about the Rushmarama website. They kind of say, they give you a heads up, you know, that X is going to be selling or or featuring this or, or that. So you get a good idea maybe, you know, what the hunt's going to be for. Or if you prefer the pick. You mm-hmm. might be a picker. I'm a hunter. But, you know, if you're a picker, you know, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Pickers are welcomed. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you'll get an idea just by going right to their website. We have a link to their website right on our website, which just happens to be RileyandKimmy.com. And by the way, that's not the only celebrity that will be there. There will be uh, some that will be from some vintage horror, and that is from the Hammer Horror Films. And Kimmy has a quick look at who will be there from the Hammer Horror Films. We have two Hammer Horror Queens. Veronica Carlson and Susanna Lee will be there. And then in addition to that, we have Arch Hall Jr. A lot of individuals there got a horror background. Uh, he has also a music background. And by the way, one of the cool things about him, when he decided that it was time just to, you know, step away from in front of the uh, the cameras, from, you know, the big lights and all that stuff, he uh, became a pilot. And not just any old kind of pilot. He became like the, you know, the big airplanes. I mean, the big, big, big mm. airplanes. Uh, and ha- he flew all over the world and eventually wrote a book under a pseudonym, uh, a fictional book about, uh, I believe, smuggling would be the best way to put it. Mm. And uh, just a fascinating individual, multi-talented, uh, and somebody that you might just, you know, be able to tap into what the 1960s were all about. You know, the film, his father was also a big-time uh, uh, film producer uh, back in the 60s, I think, going in, actually into the 50s, into the 60s, so you could spend some time. Uh, just chatting away. Mm-hmm. So I hope you swing on by for that. And one of the things Kimmy did not mention, or if she did, I might have missed it, is I am calling attention to all my cosplay friends and all my future cosplay friends. I don't care where you are. If you can walk, crawl, hitchhike, take a bus ride, a train, you know, carpool, or just, uh, you know, teleport. Maybe you have that ability. Maybe you are a mutant but you're hiding it. This will be a place that you can be normal at because there is a cosplay contest that is going on, and that's at the Retro-Rama Collectible Show. Is that right, Kimmy? That's right. They've also got trivia contests, celebrity panels, musical performances, door prizes, and a lot more surprises. Now, somebody that's going to be there, a vendor, I just happened to stop by uh, quite a bit before we did episode 385, and that is uh, uh, Carousels Collectibles. And I was talking to them for a little bit, and they are loading up already. And they were showing me some of the neat things they're going to be bringing. I am restricted from saying what they are, Kimmy. Mm. Oh, I tell you what, I was like, boy, I'd like to buy that right now. He goes, and he, he was doing this to me. He was slapping my hands. He goes, get your hands off that. You you can't, if you want it, you buy it at the show. Mm. And I'm like, wow. I mean, he's got a lot of nice stuff. Top secret. Yeah, it is. And boy, uh, uh, he, Jim from Carousel's Collectibles will be there. And uh, just, you know, tell him Patrick Riley said hi and sent you to this table. Okay. So if you can come, if you can come on up to the uh, the Jacksonville show, we have a table a booth. We've been invited by the promoters. We are very thankful to them for that. And by the way, if you'd like to see what's going on with this, we have uh, their commercial. They have a, a a TV commercial, and we have that right on our website too. And that is at RileyandKimmy.com. Now moving over to the celebrity uh, report that we had, it's not a very good thing here. And I was 
very sad to see this. Uh, we have the picture we're going to refer to on our website at RileyandKimmy.com. Be prepared to see it. Kimmy uh, did see that. And without me revealing exactly who this person is right at first, does it look like that individual? Um. Well, I don't know if I hadn't known who I was going to be looking at, if I would have known. You wouldn't have recognized him, mm -hmm. would you? Okay. That's what I was wondering, actually, right yeah. there. Okay. Now, the National Enquirer is reporting that life goes on until it doesn't, but don't tell that to the unstoppable Jerry Lewis, who's still knocking him dead at the age of, how old is he, Kimmy? Mm. Don't refer to that photo. 88. Very good. He is 88. Now really? The, yes, the alien com yes, the alien comedy legend is nearing the end, according to the National Enquirer, and friends say he's ready to meet his son Joseph in heaven. That's their words. The 88-year-old appeared to bravely be facing his sad last days, the National Enquirer has learned. Shocking photos obtained by the Enquirer show the nutty professor wheelchair-bound on January 8th. He looked extremely pale while in Washington, D.C. before a scheduled comedy show. I believe that photo you see is before the show. Mm. Now, according to sources, the National Enquirer's sources, Jerry is insisting on performing to the very end. That's how much of a trooper he is. He doesn't need the money. He's worth a reported $50 million, but he needs to hear the applause a few more times before he meets his maker. He's joked, I'll die on stage in the middle of a joke. But the fact is, it's a struggle to go on. While Jerry is proud of his six sons and daughter, he desperately misses his beloved son, Joseph. He was rocked to the core when Joseph, who battled drugs, took his life in 2009 at the age of 45. Not a day goes by when Jerry doesn't think about him. That's what, according to insiders, that the uh, Inquirer have talked to. Mm. Now, after his son's tragic death... A shattered Jerry said, to this day, I don't understand it because it's unfair. I beat myself a thousand times. Meanwhile, Jerry Lewis has battled prostate cancer and suffered two heart attacks. He has type 1 diabetes and took the steroid prednisone for pulmonary fibrosis, a chronic lung disease. And Jerry also remains in severe spinal pain, a result of years of pratfalls. Mm. Now, added the source... Jerry's accomplished so much, he's raised nearly $2.5 billion for the Muscular Dystrophy Association through his annual charities. He's one of a kind. I hope they're wrong, but I have a strong feeling that they are not wrong. Mm. And uh, it's, you know, if you want to read more or hear more about what we're talking about when it comes to that on the current, you know, goings on of... Uh, Jerry Lewis, be sure to go right to our website at RileyandKimmy.com. But being a throwback Thursday, I thought we would uh, go back in time a little bit and let's remember Jerry Lewis in a positive light, you know, mm -hmm. in, in something I think he would want you to to remember him by. And that is actually, I'm going to kick off his career where you, and actually it even started before this, but it's something you might not think of. And that is, he was on old time radio, Kimmy. He was mm -hmm. on the golden age of radio. Now, can you tell me, now Jerry Lewis was, very big before we were born, mm -hmm. okay? And he, and as you know, he did movies. And I'm sure as a kid, you saw his movies. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you liked him or not. Did you as a, as a kid, his films? Um, I I didn't see a whole lot of them, but I, he was, yeah, I liked him. I loved his films yeah. as a kid, okay? I mean, so this really kind of 
hurts me to yeah. to see this, uh, you know, what the Inquirer is reporting. Uh, I mean, I really did. But even before that, he, uh, the films I'm thinking of as his solo films, but he was partnered with somebody, and I love those films as well. And he was partnered with this person even before film. And can you tell me what the name of that comedic duo was? Dean Martin, Martin and Lewis. That's right. Martin and Lewis was an American comedy duo comprising of singer, what was his name? Dean Martin. Yeah, there we go. As the straight man and comedian Jerry Lewis. Now, they met in 1945 and debuted at Atlantic City's 500 Club on July 25th, 1946. Mm. That's when they uh, got together. Now, before they teamed up, Martin was a nightclub singer while Jerry Lewis did a comedy act. Now, keep in mind this. This is in the 40s. Lip syncing to records. Hmm. That was that was his thing. I bet that was kind of wild back then, uh-huh. you know, in that time period. Now they performed in nightclubs and starting in 1949 on the radio for NBC. Now later they branched out into television and in films. Now in their early radio days, they performed as Martin and Lewis, but later became hugely popular as Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis. Now, these full names helped them launch successful solo careers after parting. Now, an NBC radio series commenced in 1949. It lasted until 1953. Now, Dean Martin passed away on December 25th. What year, Kimmy? Mm. Um, 87. 1995. Mm. They did reunite on television if you'll remember, during one of the MDA telethons. Now, what we're going to do is now, earlier on in the week, uh, one of the previous podcasts, not that not that long ago, we uh, featured Lucille Ball. And mm-hmm. we talked about Lucy, and because it was a big anniversary of Lucy and uh, giving birth to little Ricky mm-hmm. on TV. So I wanted to show how I Love Lucy show actually started on radio. And what we're doing now is, you know, doing the golden age of radio with Martin and Lewis. That's our throwback Thursday. On this episode, the special guest is Lucille Ball. Oh, cool. So, And I'm telling you, if you even vaguely know Jerry Lewis and you like him, I, I love his stuff. You need to really check out the intensity, the manic intensity on this episode. This is the debut episode. Now, they did a demo episode before, but this is where it is their show. You know, they, they, the show's running, Okay. This is the very first one, the alpha, the the big one. And their big guest, his special guest star, is Lucille Ball. From hmm. March 4th, 1949, this is Martin and Lewis on the Riley and Kimmy Show. It's the new, the great, the different, the Martin and Lewis Show. The National Broadcasting Company brings you the new Martin and Lewis show. Our guest tonight, Lucille Ball, and featuring Eileen Woods, Flo McMichael, Dick Stabile and his orchestra, and starring Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis. As you know, ladies and gentlemen, Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis are two young men who, overnight, have become the nation's comedy hit. 
But let's get on with the show. We take you now to the apartment of Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis, where we find the boys getting ready, somewhat nervously, to go to the NBC studios for their first radio show. There's a tree in the meadow with a stream drifting by. Answer the phone, Jerry, I'm tying my tie. Okay, Dean, there's a tree in the meadow with a stream drifting by. I could never be a big singer like Crosby. Well, why not? I sound too much like Dean. <laughs> Oh, it must be NBC again. What cowards we are. Why are we afraid to do our own radio show? After all, how big an egg can we lay? How big? Well, if we took a large hen and got it to hold back for two years... All right, Jerry. All right. (laughs) We've been acting like two frightened mice all day. We've got an ironclad contract to do the show. We've got to talk to NBC sometime. You're right. I'm not a frightened mouse. Answer the phone. Oh, come on, Jerry. You answer it. Dean Martin, I will tell you why I will not answer the phone. Indubitably, that is a call from NBC. And it is indubitably they want to know where the H-E-C-K we are because they are spending thousands and thousands of dollars and money (laughs) to build a sensational comedy and musical extravaganza around us. And if they think we are that important, why don't they call us? Jerry, they are calling us. Who else could it be besides NBC? Well, it could be a wrong number, a quiz show. Hey, a quiz show. They give you money just for answering a few questions. Give me that phone. Hello, 1492 Marie Antoinette and sulfuric acid. Ship the money. Now, <laughs> oh, come on, Jerry. We got to get down to NBC right away. Let's go. Dean. Yeah? I'm scared. Look, we've done all right so far. We shouldn't be afraid. We did all right in nightclubs, didn't we? Yeah, but those people paid $10 cover charge, so they had to like us. But at a radio show, the audience gets in free, and at those prices, they can afford to hate us. (laughs) Because there's nothing cheaper than something that doesn't cost very much. I always say. Indubitably, but uh, come on, Jerry, get dressed Okay, I shall wear my new sport coat Which the man said was good for town or country And just perfect for the beach What is it, gabardine? No, wet sand (laughs) (coughs) Jerry, you're just Stalin That's impossible Stalin's a big man in Russia And Russia's a big country Full of places like Valdostavostok And... (laughs) They left and Dniper, and he's a big, important man. And if he thinks I'm impersonating him, he'll get mad and come and get me and send me to Siberia. And it's full of ice and snow and sleet. And Dean... Yeah? I'm cold. <laughs> Jerry, you and I are going to NBC and do that program. What are you scared of? When we played the Copacabana in New York, they laughed at us. When we played the Chaperie in Chicago, they laughed at us. And when we came out here and asked for a radio job... They laughed at us. <laughs> they didn't laugh at us. They signed us up. They want us. Jerry, we got to do this radio show. Who knows? This could make us famous. Yeah, famous. We could even become important actors. Yeah, important actors. Our names in lights, celebrities, stars in pictures. Yeah, names in lights, celebrities, stars in pictures. I can see it all. Big hits in nightclubs. We're famous. Everybody wants us. Hal Wallace signs us for a Paramount picture. NBC signs us for a radio show. We flop. <laughs> 
Nobody wants us. Hal Wallace won't speak to us. Paramount hates us. We spend our savings. We can't get work. We're tramping the streets, starving. We stop and press our noses against the bakery window. Dean? Why? I'm hungry. <laughs> Tell me, Jerry, did uh, Whitaker Chambers ever hide any papers in your head? <laughs> well, it ain't my fault. I don't have my head with me all the time, you know. Ah, oh, let's answer it. Hello? Hello. Who is this speaking, please? Jerry. Jerry, you have to take the phone off of the hook. Yeah, when did they do that? Okay. Hello? Why aren't you guys down here at NBC? They're going nuts down here. Oh, it's our agent. Well, it's not your maiden aunt in Minneapolis. <laughs> Everyone's waiting to do the program. You guys are messing up the whole thing. Now, listen, I can explain everything. Good. Start with you. <laughs> now listen, boys, don't ruin everything This radio show means a lot to us Your careers, my commission You think I don't care about the show? I do After all, I gotta live too I can think of a loophole in that argument <laughs> Ooh, how you aggravate me Okay, Abby, we'll be right down there We can't leave yet, Jerry I gotta rehearse my number It's a romantic number I wish I had a girl to sing it to You know, to get me in the mood I'll be a girl if you'll promise to respect me. <laughs> Sing to me. I'm a great movie star and a princess of far-off India. Really? What princess of India are you? Rita Hayworth. You're... You're Rita Hayworth? But you're not even on the road to being a princess of India. Maybe I'm not on the road, but I'm sure following the right alley. <laughs> The idea of this gag, see, the idea of this gag is that, well, alley is an alley in the street, see, A-L-L-E-Y, but when you say alley, A-L-I, that's like the prince that is going to marry Rita Hayworth. It's all combined into one joke, and it's so funny, this kind of, look how they're staring at me. <laughs> see, Dean, everybody hates me. Ah, oh, Jerry, relax. Have faith in me. We'll do all right on the radio show. That's all right for you to say, but I haven't thought up any jokes to tell the people. Oh, you'll think of something. What about me? I haven't even rehearsed my song. I don't even know if I'm in good voice. Well, go ahead, sing. Give yourself a clue. Satisfied till you break my heart. You're never satisfied till a tear drops down. I've tried to shower you with love and kisses, but all I ever get from you is nagging and bragging, my poor heart is sagging the way you toss my heart around. A crying shame Well, I'll bet you wouldn't like it If I did the same You're only happy Tearing all my dreams apart You won't be satisfied Till you break my heart Oh, you won't be satisfied Till you break my heart 
You're never satisfied till the tear drops down. I'll try to shower you with love and kisses. Ah, oh, but all I ever get from you is nagging and bragging. My poor heart is sagging the way you toss my heart around. It's a crying shame. Well, I'll bet you wouldn't like it if I did the same. You're only happy tearing all my dreams apart. You won't be satisfied until you break my heart. Dean, I know you'll want my opinion of your rendition, and I cannot tell a lie, it was magnificent. Oh, well, come on, let's go Oh, not so fast Let me take a look at you first Stand up Wash your hands Yes, partner Wash your face Yes, sir Behind your ears Look, I'm just going to a broadcast I'm not going to get married <laughs> Anyway, what about you? Did you bathe? Well, of course I take a bath every day You take a bath every day? <laughs> well, of course Oh, Dean I'm so unworthy of you <laughs> Now, you, you talk like that What'll people think? When was the last time you took a bath? In a tub? <laughs> yes With soap? Yes With water? <laughs> yes Oh, Dean, I'm so unworthy of you <laughs> Oh, let's get out of this apartment and go to NBC Who is it? It's the maid <laughs> I have to come in and clean the apartment well, okay, come on in. We're just leaving anyway. Gee, look at the load of equipment she's carrying. I never saw such a stack of stuff in my life. Here, let me help you before you drop it, miss. I can put it down myself, thank you. <laughs> now let me help you with the other armful. Oh, my goodness. Just look at the condition of this room. Huh? What's the matter with it? It's clean. Well, well, that's a break for you, then. You have no work to do. I don't have any work to do. That's fine. I'm the maid, and I'm supposed to clean the apartments every day. And if your apartment isn't dirty, then I don't have to clean it. And if I don't have to clean your apartment, I won't have anything to do for a half hour. So I'll go out in the hall, and I'll light a cigarette, and the manager will smell the smoke, and he'll come up to me, and he'll say, what are you doing smoking a cigarette in the hall? And I'll say, I haven't anything to do right now. And he'll say, why aren't you cleaning the apartments? And I'll say, I didn't have to clean the apartments. And he'll say, oh, you don't have to clean the apartments, huh? And he'll get mad and fire me and all because your apartment is clean. <laughs> it's people like you that cause unemployment. Miss, there's one thing I don't understand. What's that? Are you for real? <laughs> <laughs> Miss, we're not trying to get you fired. Do the best you can. We have to leave. Come on, Jerry, let's go. Okay. Now what? Uh... There's a discrepancy in the bathroom. A what? <laughs> One of you has to get married. The towels say his and hers, and you're a his and his. 
Okay, okay, look, just put in two hisses. That'll fix it. Oh, it's not as simple as that. If I give you another hiss, then I'll have an extra hers. And at the end of the week, I'll have 148 hisses and 149 hearses. And the manager won't know why there's more hearses than hisses because he doesn't know how many he's and she's there are in the building anyway. Okay, take all the towels out, all of them. From now on, we'll dry on newspapers. Well, the next thing on my list is dusting. I'll start with a dresser. Don't touch that bottom drawer. Why not? Because that's where I keep my kittens. Hey, not the top drawer either. What's in the top drawer? Catnip. <laughs> well, what's to prevent the cats in the bottom drawer from going up to the top drawer and eating the catnip? In the middle drawer, bulldog. <laughs> my, you're odd people. <laughs> We ain't odd. We're entertainers. We're Martin and Lewis, and we got a radio show to do in a few minutes. Oh, you're on the radio. What do you do? Well, one of us is a singer. And the other guy's the funniest comedian you ever heard. Tells big jokes, kills the people, gets big laughs. Oh, 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 oh. Which is which? <laughs> Well, come on, Jerry. Let's go to NBC. Stand in line, folks, for the Martin and Lewis show. The line will move inside the studio in a few moments. Come on, Miranda. Stand in line over here. Well, all right, but I don't understand, Henrietta. Who are Martin and Lewis? Well, my goodness, where have you been, Miranda? Well, they're famous. Oh? My husband was the conductor on the train they came out here on, and he heard that the greatest entertainers New York ever saw were Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis. Who told your husband that, Henrietta? Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis. <laughs> Pardon me, ladies. Can you tell me how to get into the Martin and Lewis show? Oh, stand behind us, young man, and we'll get the best seats. You know, we always come to see these new comedians the very first week Because usually they don't last for a second week <laughs> They don't, huh? Well, you don't know Martin and Lewis They're the best comedians in the world And I say that for two reasons Bread and butter <laughs> You know, I'm anxious to see that handsome Dean Martin <laughs> You know, Miranda that, that Dean Martin's just the whole show as far as I'm concerned he really has talent. Now, wait a minute, lady. It takes two to make a team, you know. Takes two to make a team. Martin and Lewis. That's the team. They got to stick together. That's the way it is with any team. Without Fibber, where would Molly be? Without Kaiser, where would Fraser be? And without Earl Warren, where would... Uh, what was that guy's name again? <laughs> okay, Jerry, I parked the car... Hey, what are you doing in this line? Oh, I'm with Dean Martin! Oh. Uh, hello, ladies. Oh, isn't he handsome? <laughs> what are you going to sing tonight, Mr. Martin? I'd like to get you on a slow boat to China. It's a deal. Get the tickets and I'll meet you at the door. <laughs> Come on, Jerry. Let's go into the studio here. Let's go into the studio here, Jerry. Whoa, whoa, whoa. 
Gee, look at all the people in here, Dean. I'm scared. Here's Dean Martin. I'm your producer, Mr. Martin. I'm your director, Mr. Martin. I'm your family, Mr. Martin. I'm your singer, Mr. Martin. I'm your producer, Mr. Martin. I'm your director, Mr. Martin. I'm your leader, Mr. Martin. I'm your singer, Mr. Martin. What am I, the Larry Parks of this outfit? Ah, be quiet, Jerry. I gotta rehearse. Oh, now I gotta be quiet. You're a big star. A big man. You're too important for me. My tongue got in the way of my eye tooth. I couldn't see what I was saying. (laughs) You're, 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 You're just too important for me. Well, I don't need a house to fall on me. Goodbye, pal. I won't be a drag on you. Ah, I'm sorry it had to end like this. We had a lot of good times together. Even if I always did have to take the ugly ones. Ah, Jerry. Jerry, your feelings are just hurt, that's all. Oh, my feelings ain't hurt. I'm happy. I can laugh. (laughs) I'll never forget you, Dean. You go on without me. And good luck, old pal. I won't ever be jealous of your success. When you're a big star and run over me in your big imported car, I'll still be happy. I'll just lay there and think, gee, Vogue tires. <laughs> well, I'll go now. You people don't want me here. I'll be seeing you. Oh, poor Jerry. Why do you let him go away like that? Oh, Jerry will be all right. Let's rehearse. <clears throat> and now I would like to present one of Hollywood's most glamorous stars, currently gracing your neighborhood screens in Sorrowful Jones, a charming actress who gracefully combines the talents of a leading lady and comedian... Now, listen here, Dean Martin. Don't you say anything nice about me, you big bully, you you monster. I'll have you know that I'm Wait a minute, wait a minute. Why, you are Lucille Ball. (laughs) But, But what's the matter, Lucille? Don't act like you don't know. You've got some nerve, Dean Martin, asking me to come down here and be a guest on your radio program after the way you beat up that sweet, adorable little Jerry Lewis. Why, uh, if I weren't a perfect lady, I'd slug you. The idea, beating up that darling, cute, lammy pie. Me? <laughs> yes, you, Dean Martin. <laughs> well, Jerry, hey, hey, where'd he go? He's behind me where he'll be safe. He's not going to stay out here where you can knock him down again. Knock him down? Yes, and kicking him and throwing dirt in his face and trying to drive your car over him. I did that? See, Lucille, he admits it. Oh, I get it. Jerry told you that story. Yes, he did. I never met anyone so contemptible as you in my whole life. How could you treat Jerry that way? He's so darling and so cute. You forgot Lammy Pie. (laughs) Just exactly what did Jerry tell you I did to him? He told me the whole story. It's incredible to me that you could pick on a little fella like that when you have such a grand physique. Uh, I mean, when, when you're so much bigger than he is, with all those great, big, powerful muscles. You, you, big... Yes? (laughs) And and the things you called him It's just hard to imagine names like that being spoken by you Why, you have that wonderful, soft, caressing voice Yes Lucille, hey Lucille (laughs) Will you stop tugging at my skirt? I just wanted 
you to know I'm still here. Lewis is the name. Jerry Lewis, they call me. Don't stop, Lucille. Tell them off. Good. All right. <laughs> You're right. Dean Martin, how could you have slugged poor Jerry when you look so... so handsome with those soft eyes and long, long lashes? Yes? Hey, Lucille! Shut up, you little schnook. <laughs> Me, schnook The idea telling those awful fibs about this darling, cute, lammy pie, Dean Martin I ought to turn you over my knee and spank you Dean, Dean Yes <laughs> Dean, are you gonna stand there and let her talk to me like that? Yes Ah, uh, but really, he isn't bad at all, Lucille In fact, he's a very nice guy In fact, he's a wonderful guy Why, Jerry's the important half of our act He's the talent why, he's the one who gets all the laughs. He's the one the critics rave about. He's the one the people love. Oh, what a ham. <laughs> well, uh, it's sure nice of you to come down tonight and help us get, on our, get, get our first show started, Lucille. I figured we need plenty of advice, advice here in Hollywood. Come on, snap out of it. <laughs> I'm sure you're going to be very successful Well, how about Jerry? Yeah, how about that? <laughs> You'll see, I'm going to be a big star When I make my first picture, I'll be sensational I'll be... Well, you do think I'll be a picture star, don't you, Lucille? Why not? Lassie made it <laughs> If you're going to make fun of me, I'll quit the show I'll give... I'll give... I'll give... Uh... <laughs> I'll give Dean all the money we've saved And I'll go home and lock myself in a closet Kick my heels And hold my breath until I die And if you want to know why I do these things It's because, listen <laughs> Well, don't get too desperate, Jerry Look, I, I have planned a little party for you and Dean after the show uh, Lots of important people will be there Well, that's wonderful, Lucille Well, the only thing, Dean uh, Does Jerry know how to act at a party? Do I know how to act at a party? Why, one time in the back room of a barbershop... Jerry! <laughs> Hold it. You see what I mean? Miss Ball. <laughs> Miss Ball, Mr. Martin. I would like to inform you that Gerald Lewis, when attempting a social event... Attending a social event... <laughs> What do you want? Miss <laughs> Ball and Mr. Martin, when I, I'd like to inform you that Gerald Lewis, when attending a social event, always conducts himself with complacent, elegant simplicity, utterly devoid of ostentation. <laughs> Jerry Lewis, where did you get words like that? Don't ask me, I'm just as surprised as you are. <laughs> Gee, I hope there's a girl there for me Lucille, I like him about my height Well, let's see now Betty Grable will be there And of course I like him about my age Uh-huh, well, Anne Blythe will be there <laughs> And I like him to be of my intelligence Sorry, Margaret O'Brien can't stay out that late <laughs> Jerry, I, I hope you understand I've invited important people People of refinement, breeding, culture don't worry about me Refinement and breeding and culture Pour out of me like sweat off a horse's neck 
Don't worry, I'll guarantee Jerry. Well, I don't know. I'm afraid he'll be a little raucous. Raucous? Me? Don't ever worry about Jerry Lewis being raucous. I'll make more noise than anyone there. Oh. Now, Lucille. <laughs> if you'll just tell us the address of the party, and uh, by the way, Lucille, uh, shall we dress? Naturally, we don't want the cops. <laughs> Oh, the party sounds like it'll be a lot of fun, Lucille, and uh, I'm sure we'll know exactly what to do. Sure, we've been educated. You know, I worked my way through Harvard. What? Well, he did stumble his way through high school. He looks more like he had to shoot his way out of kindergarten. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really looking forward to this, Lucille. Well, uh, my house isn't one of those elaborate Hollywood mansions, Dean. Oh, there's one thing, Jerry. If we decide to go in for a dip, be sure you don't go in the servant's swimming pool. <laughs> I'm sorry to butt in, but we go on the air in 30 seconds. Okay, fine. Are you nervous, Jerry? Me? Nervous? <laughs> 20 seconds. I'll be all right. I'll kill the people. 15 seconds. Just let me at them. 10 seconds. I'll fracture them. Five seconds, four seconds, three, two... I'll pulverize them. The Martin and Lewis Show is on the air. Go ahead, Jerry. Start talking. Yes, sir. A very funny thing happened to me on the way to the studio. Well, come on, Lucille. Help me hold Jerry up and we'll do the song. Okay. Up he goes. Up he goes. If you got it, you don't need it If you need it, you don't got it You don't get it, shame on you Funny, 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 what money can do As the rich man, he'll confess Money can't buy happiness Ask a poor man <laughs> He don't doubt But he'd rather be miserable with than without I love life and I want to live I love life and I say Yeah, but I love life I know, but you don't have to spoil it for the rest of us If you spend it Please be wiser If you save it You're a miser if you don't want it You're cuckoo Funny, funny, funny What money can do It's good to be home in bed And Dean, I'm sorry I messed up our radio program tonight Ah, forget it, Jerry It's past midnight Better get some sleep Good night. Good night. Well, who could that be? What do you want? It's me, the maid. <laughs> I'm sorry, but you'll have to get out of those beds. Get out of bed? Why? Well, you see, those beds are six by three beds. And this afternoon, I made a mistake, and I put on seven by four sheets. Oh! <laughs> 
And if I put the wrong sheets on your beds, the manager will say to me... Look, miss, if I get up, I'll start walking the floor. And if I start walking the floor, I'll get into a bad humor. And when I go to embassy tomorrow, they'll say, Jerry Lewis, why did you faint on your radio program? And I'll say, who could help but fainting? I was excited. And they'll say, oh, talking back, eh? I guess you don't want to go on the radio very bad. And I'll say, and they'll say, and they'll fire me. It's people like you that cause unemployment. Good night, everybody. Good night, folks. You've just heard the new Martin and Lewis show. If you enjoyed them, tune in again each Sunday night at the same time, and next week our guest will be Bob Hope. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company.